Technorama episode 720. I've got Pac-Man fever, and the cure is more cowbell. Hello and welcome to Techorama, the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. If you're a returning guest, welcome back. We appreciate you giving us your time. My name is Chuck Tomasi from sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And joining me right over there is Craig Stepp. How are you, Craig? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, oh, good. You said you were doing good. I'm feeling yeah. purple today. Are you now? Oh, yeah. I, I am. I, uh, we, we had a little spare money at the, uh, at the office and they said, do you need anything? And I went, need? No. <laughs> what? Yes. Right. <laughs> so I traded up the box lights that were, I remember you had, I had three box lights right above on that light bar just behind the camera. They right. started out as CFLs. I replaced them with LED bulbs. They're still big. In fact, I almost hit my head on one every time I go under it. <laughs> and I said, if I had my way, if I could wish for better lighting, I would like four LED panels up there. Hmm. So I got those. And then I said, what else? And somebody a while back in the uh, podcast track group on Discord, whatever it was from the digital media track at Dragon Con said, hey, here's some nice uplights if you ever want to look at uplights. So they had, what was it like? 5,000 watt and 8,000 watt or something. There was like the regular intensity and there was a super intensity. Oh, yeah. And I put them on my Amazon wish list. You know, and I keep things away there just in case money comes out of the sky and money came yeah. out of the sky. So I got them. Yeah. You can control them with your Android or iOS device to change the colors. So I found this nice color level that you know, kind of looked kind of purple, kind of blue, like our logo. And I went, ah, that'll work. Yeah. Also got a couple of new um, shock mounts because the ones I had had, you know, uh, the worn out rubber bands and everything. And I went, yeah, nah. the the ones I got from Rode, if you go back to last week's show, you'll see it's kind of like concentric circles. Yes. And it, it still had this like chatter to it. And I'm twisting it up with twist ties. I said, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. If you have to put something, I mean, like the manufacturer's boom, the manufacturer's mic, and the manufacturer's shock mount, one of these things isn't working up to snuff. And Road makes yeah. really good stuff electronically. Yeah. Um, yeah and I've got uh, actually the Road mic, my uh, shock mounts are fine here, but, um, you know, I've got, well, you can. You look like you got about a hundred rubber bands on that thing. Yeah, I got several rubber bands on there. Uh, it might yeah, be time for re- new new hair ties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did there on Amazon. They had uh, you can buy like a pack of yeah uh, bands for the microphones. So now I've gotten those before. The um, I got some other stuff that we're going to talk about on the Patreon show. One quick note: Thank you to Victor Cahiao for pointing out that our podcasting for dummies book actually showed up on a commercial. Oh, that's right. He sent me he a is. still image and I went, that's cool. Where'd you see that? And he said it was on an anti-Ted Cruz commercial. Now, Ted Cruz is a politician <laughs> here who ran right. for president back in 2016, didn't do very well. And, uh, you know, say what you will about our political system or that candidate in particular. It was a spoof on the Snoop Dogg commercials for Corona. So you see this gentleman on a beach chair, beautiful white sand beach, blue water, but you see him from yep. behind and it's supposed okay. to look like Ted Cruz. And next to him, he's got a little table with a bucket of Corona beer and the commercial is saying how, you know, he, he, well, everybody was in lockdown. He went on a Mexican vacation. Let's keep Ted Cruz on permanent vacation. Da, 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 da. And he reaches <laughs> over for a right. beer and right there on the table are two books. One is Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham. The other is Podcasting for Dummies by T. Morris and yours truly. Don't know if there's a connection there or if somebody was saying something. And they cleverly cropped it right at the author's names. I'm like, darn it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But hey, I was in a commercial. That was, that, that was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. That was unexpected pleasure this week. Like, hmm, neat. Thanks, Victor. It's like, it's like a... On Monsters Inc., Mike goes, Oh, the yeah, say, I was, was cropped TV, right and it was like, Did a, you can you believe it? Can you yeah. believe it? I was on yeah. the TV, yeah. Like so, we'll have a link to that in the show notes for episode 720 over at chuckchat.com. Yep, ding, 
It just says, Podcasting for Dummies was in a commercial. Look for that link near the top of the show notes. You will find it. Should we get on with our feedback? By all means. All right. We don't have much, but we do have something. I guess we can put the pre-show banner away. Oh yeah. I got it. I love those letters. Let's find out what you got to say. Oh boy! Hey, if you're out there in the chat watching this live, jump right in with some comments as we go. We'll probably see them about 20 seconds delayed, so apologies if they're a little out of context. Okay, our question of the week last week was what is your favorite online company or service? Do you remember your answer, Craig? No. <laughs> what was my answer? Do you remember? I don't know. Mine was ServiceNow because I worked there and they gave me a paycheck. And oh, I, li- I like the software and I like the fact that I get paid. So well, we got some other responses. Steve London says, right. I would say ServiceNow. It's what I do. Brought back the fun and work for me. Oh, that's a great right. testimonial. I'm going to have to borrow that somewhere in our, in our literature. It was yeah. my only chance at the time to build a new career, and I did. Hot dang. Love it. Um, Let's see. Kaunishioka says, probably audible, audible uh, at this point, I spend more time listening to audiobooks than I do any other type of entertainment. Uh, probably not this week or this month. Because it's dog days? It's the dog days of podcast. Yeah, but there's only a few people, so you can get through it in like 20 minutes. I know. <laughs> Unless Michael Butler's yeah. doing a whole album review or a concert call-in review show. Uh, you know what? I know he doesn't get a lot of feedback from everybody because he's mentioned that before, but I I appreciate him coming on there. He's one of the first people who goes, hey, I'm signing up. I'm like, great. Cool. Yeah. You know? and, and his insight on some, especially a lot of uh, musicians, I'm like, I have no idea, but I find it super interesting uh, for his insight on a lot of those people. Gary Lindro says, it was comicsology, but with yeah. the spinning off of Marvel, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. Comicsology was pretty good, especially early on. Uh, Stephen Wetchy says, it kills me to say it, but Google, the company has so many issues, but... Between their search, YouTube, and all of their G Suite of yeah. my life would be much more complicated without them. And you know what? I'm going to say that's probably, that was one of the first ones that popped in my head. Yep. Because I've been using, well, just like you, we've been using Gmail for 800 years. <laughs> you know, feels like and, it. And YouTube. I mean, how much have you learned using YouTube how to do things that you normally wouldn't do? Every whether, day. Every yeah, day. Cooking, programming, I mean... Uh, we'll talk about some of that later in the show, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even my um, my old Beetle that I had, my old one, uh, actually in my 2003 yep. new Beetle, but my old Beetle, uh, I was like, how do I do this? I, I found a video and the guy was working on the same model, exactly how to do it, and I went and did it just like I've, I've been working on it forever. So, yeah. Who needs went, a Haynes went, manual anymore? Yeah, I'd probably say Google on top of it. All right, Mike Robinson says, Amazon, usually the best way to get stuff. <laughs> Did that for the last couple of days. You get some lighting in here. The Weather Channel app, got to see what to expect and when. Technorama, educational, humorous, and you pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Are we an online service? Hey, I, you should have put like, uh, uh, you pronounce my name correctly nine times out of 10. <laughs> one of us does. If you say it one way and I say it the other way, we're covered. <laughs> tomato, tomato, whatever. You say tomato, I say unidentified aerial phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> unidentified error. All right. So it uh, looks like you had a comment, didn't you? Oh, I, didn't no, you? I don't think I did. I checked a minute ago unless somebody just jumped oh. in there. Weber Baker posted on your thing on your uh, bookshop. How come uh, mine book? isn't listing? I I'm like people who shared this shows Craig and Mike. Where's mine? Well, go ahead, read I'm whatever look, I got. I I'm looking at it right here. It says um, Facebook. Anyways, he, he, he did buy books online. It bought bookshop.com, and you buy dot uh, org. Excuse me, bookshop.org. You can buy books online and help support local bookstores. That's pretty good. I will have to go check that out. Neat. All right. 
We'll have another question for you. No, not Speaking of which, it's about time for me to go back to the used bookstore here in town. Yes, it is. We only have a few more days. I have to go pick up some. I was thinking about that today. I almost see. It's like I've got some time before Dragon Con, which is at the end of the month. But I think about it today and I go, whoa, whoa, I got to go. Wait, wait, I got time. Are you writing it down? Of course. Are you making it a to do? So you say, I'm going out on errands. What do I need to do? That's on your errands list. That's actually one of the only tags I really use on Todoist is errands. Okay. You know, cause, yep. Cause I can, I've got a shopping list on there yeah. and, uh, there's grocery and stuff like that. And, um, but I put an errand tag in there for a lot of those things. Um, so yeah, I do go get I those do. books. I've got mine ready to go to Clinton. Yeah. That's right. The the joyous book of Crisis on Centaurus. All right, let's sign out of our feedback. We're going to go to the history. I'll find it. I'll find it. There it is. Had to bring the volume down. (laughs) Too many buttons to hit. On this day in history for August 9, 2023, it is the 221st day of the year of the Gregorian calendar. There are 144. That's 12 squared. Wow. If you had a 12-day week, there'd only be 12 weeks left in the year. I know. That's pretty pretty nerdy, but that's what my brain says when it sees 144. It was on this date in 1173. That feels like a prime number, but I'm not going to verify it. Leet. (laughs) Leet mixed up. No. Yeah, no. And that the construction of the Campanile of the Cathedral of Pisa, now known as the Leaning Tower of Pisa, began. It would take two centuries to complete. Have you have you been in the tower? I have not. It's pretty. It's actually pretty cool to, to climb up in. I had a good time seeing that. On it's with actually it. Actually, got a pretty good lean. It's got more of a lean to it. Uh, I was more surprised at how many people were out there pretending to hold it up come on history's passing us by i know the music's going (laughs) all right well i think we got plenty of that anyway august 9th 1892 thomas edison received a patent for a two-way telegraph two-way bi-directional yes (laughs) bi-directional full duplex That same date in 1936, Jesse Owens won his fourth gold medal in the Games at the Summer Olympics. And Mars 7 was launched from USSR on this date in 1873, and they didn't have much imagination for naming, I don't think. USSR? That's a good name. Oh, you mean Mars 7. Mars 7. (laughs) It was right after six attempt. It was on this date in 1974. As a direct result of the Watergate scandal, Richard Nixon became the first president of the United States to resign from office. Vice President Gerald Ford became president. Happy birthday goes out on this date too. Italian mathematician and astronomer Francesco Barozzi, born on this date in 1537. Sorry about that. And born August 9th, 1776, Italian physicist and chemist Amedeo Avogadro. He invented Avocado's number. 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. Yeah. I thought you said Avocado. I did. (laughs) Avocado's number. (laughs) Right. It must be on a nerd t-shirt somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Dorothy Klumke, American astronomer and academic, was born on the same date in 1861. And Eric Hunkel, uh, the German uh, physicist and chemist, was born 127 years ago today. William Alfred Fowler, American astronomer and astrophysicist, also Nobel laureate, was born on the Mm -hmm. date in 1911. And Australian astronomer and engineer Wilbur Norman Christensen was born on the same date in 1913. Wilbur? Your name's Wilbur? (laughs) Moretta West, the American (laughs) astronomer and geologist, was born 108 years ago. Fine swine. And also born on August 9th, 1925, American computer scientists developed the Huffman coding, developed Huffman coding, uh, David A. Huffman. David A. Coding, of course. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Huffman. Uh, Huffman. Yeah. 
American mathematician and academic Linda Keene is 83. And also turning 79 today is American actor and producer with an awesome voice, Sam Elliott. But he's always looking. He's always, his head is always on crooked. <laughs> crooked. He's, he's always at a tilt. His head is always at a tilt. American yeah, singer, songwriter, producer. That's a heavy mustache. That's it. Yeah. Singer, songwriter, producer Whitney Houston was born 60 years ago. She would have been 60 today. Hmm. An American British act, uh, actress, activist, and writer, Gillian Anderson, was 55 today. Scully from the X Files is younger than us. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Oh, I want to believe it. Ah, I, no, one of us. She's younger than one of us. No. Oh, she's you, 55. I'm 54. No, you're 55. You were born <laughs> in 60. You're 50. Oh, you are 54. You're born 69. I was born in 69. That's right. Oh, old man. Happy so birthday. Let's get on some age? other. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to argue about your math. <laughs> yeah. What's your blood type, Craig? Let's do the listener birthdays today. Let's do the listener birthdays today. August 9th, two of them, Matt Coe and Julia Pose. We we should play that if I could find her. uh, Quickly. Yeah. yeah. The 10th is Sam Martin, the 11th, two birthdays there. Steve Wozniak, we'll have more about him in a little bit. He's a a long-time listener. David Brewer, well, we interviewed him a long time ago. Yeah. The 13th is Christine Fiore, Crazy Joe's wife. So she apparently she had a couple of, or was on a couple of podcasts over the years. Well, that's the way it was on this day in history for August 9th, 2023. And if you, you dear listener want or viewer, want to be on the birthday calendar, click. Craig's going to click the thing. You can go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday. Fill out the form. We'll call you out on the appropriate time of year. And if it's your birthday this week and we didn't call you out, it's not that we don't like you. It's just we didn't know. So happy birthday to you. We wish you all the best. Hope you have a great week. Play out that music. Where's the good startling news? I can't find it fast enough. Everyone. That'll work. That's pretty startling. Yeah, it has reverb. That's why it's starting. Startling. So we want to introduce you to, I don't know if I'm saying this right. It's Chinese. It's either Quibit, Shibot, uh, Kibot. I, I don't know because it obviously it sounds lost like it. some robots on Futurama. <laughs> Shibot. I thought that was that uh, song by Cindy Lauper years ago. Yeah. She bop, he bop, and we oh, bop. She bop. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, she bop, not bot. <laughs> hey. Well, this is a fighting robot. And uh, if you're a fan of you know Pacific Rim or any other, you know, total mech things, this is this will intrigue you. Uh part of the problem with remote controlled fighting robots is latency. Now, I don't know how big you are into fighting robots, but just remote-controlled robots in general, if I move my hand or hit a surface or something, there's a delay between the, the, the remote doing it and the robot doing it because there's processing involved and communication protocols and whatnot. Well, this particular Chinese place has this down to 12 milliseconds, which is pretty much almost imperceptible. They were showing the video, doing a slow-mo, and you have to look really closely to see that there's any latency. The the current robot has one big beefy arm. And yes, I am <laughs> quoting uh, you know, Strong Bad talking about Trogdor at this point. It's the Trogdor of robots. And yeah. <laughs> as the man weaves back and forth and forwards and backwards in his little ring, the robot so moves accordingly. And they have two of these robots with big beefy arms and a boxing glove on the end of each one bashing yeah. each other in the chest and head. Uh, they they look like they're eight feet away because the arms are so long. It is. <laughs> it's, they say it's like a five-foot arm on a six-foot robot. It's it just, is. And yeah. uh, they did say in the future, they will have some uh, yeah, two-armed robots fighting. This is just a okay. prototype to show that they have fixed the latency from mm-hmm. Kibo, Actually, QIBO Robot Company. When I watched the video, 
I thought it was pretty evident. It did move pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Here, either that we got to put this. Either on that, the or they coordinated it very well to fake it. I don't know. We got to put this on the screen. There, here's the yeah. uh, gentleman with his big, beefy arm robot. Yeah, it moved. It it really did move. Uh, yeah, pretty good yeah. enough to show a little to bit keep up video. with the fight. Hopefully, we don't get in now. Trouble. Now, my thought. Yeah, you can see right there at the beginning. He's just doing a demo. I think um, this could have great. This kind of latency could be really good for prosthetics. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, it could you be know, a could, lot of things. A medical equipment when you're doing surgery. Yeah, yeah. This maybe be, they, maybe they should just send these two robots as is to the ISS. Maybe that'll <laughs> <laughs> they can fight aliens. It would only work <laughs> once though, if they're in if they're outside the ISS. As soon as one gets punched, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. They hit each other and then just fly apart in space forever. Yeah. Well, that was fun. <laughs> what, what do you want to do tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So a lot of fun with that. Go yeah, check it out if you cool. want to see some fighting robots. We also have uh, the vintage computer that helped to launch Apple. You remember back in the day before the Apple mm-hmm. II, there was an Apple One, And we saw one yep. of these hanging on the wall at the... Computer History Museum. Bring that back up on the screen. Yeah, we did. Uh, so one of them, of the original 200 that were made, about 175 were sold. One of them is for sale again. And to increase its value, it was signed by Waz. So that was kind of fun. I don't know if this one in the picture is the actual one. Inter- I, I thought it was fascinating that they just sold a populated PCB. It didn't have the power supply on it. Didn't yeah. come with a keyboard. Didn't come with a monitor. Didn't come with a cassette. Uh, I think the expansion slot to talk to the cassette was extra money. Uh, it was it was very interesting. So, was it, and this like the part of the kit that they were selling? No, this is like one of the originals. This is not a kit. Okay. This is one of the original two hundred. Now, I also linked to videos where this gentleman built his own he recreated the entire pcb sourced all these hard to find parts he said i'm wow. way over my head now, the original one sold for 666 dollars and 66 cents now that was right. back in 1976 <clears throat> uh he built this one he said i'm already in for about a 900 dollars, and <sighs> this is not an easy project by any means he said not for not for the beginner he made the well, pcb imagine- he populated the parts he, he went and sourced an old uh, CCTV, similar to the one you see in the picture. In fact, it looks exactly yeah. like the one that was in the picture. And then uh, he found a keyboard from an Apple II that, uh, that worked, uh, sent it to his brother, who also has a YouTube channel. I've got both of these links. And he went and made a case. Now, this isn't the old wooden one. Was and, right. and Jobs never made cases for these. So the one you see on Wikipedia that says, you know, Apple computer that's what we saw at the computer history museum is a wooden one no it was I mean, just mounted wood- on a board it wasn't even no, in a case no i've got a picture of one it has was written on it and it's a wooden it was uh, the, it was case. The, it was the motherboard on a board okay i'll have the, to show you okay you Good show point. me the, yeah. but that was that was not the case that most people are considered consider like the case it was made by a fan that had cut out letters that said apple not even like the apple logo and uh anyway this guy goes and makes what looks like a giant almost like a mac mini he clad it in aluminum had the logo on there it was very aesthetically beautiful yet retro cool so uh, i invite you to go check out the links to that on our show notes as well a lot of fun with the apple i the 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 Apple One was not a very friendly uh, friendly computer. It didn't come with BASIC. That, that there was no ROM for BASIC. You had to load that off of cassette. What it did have in ROM, all two hundred and fifty six bytes of the ROM was the operating system called Wasmon. Right. Yeah, <laughs> kudos to Steve Wozniak for cramming the the video routines, the keyboard I/O. Pretty much everything yeah. into 200, actually, I think it was like 248 bytes. He had a few left over. And oh, yeah, yeah. The um, it, it, it was it was just astonishing that that thing worked, but it, you you literally had to work in machine language. It was one step above 
the Altair where you were flipping dip switches to program it because you could hook up a keyboard and a monitor and program yeah. it that way. But you're saying, okay, go to address EE00 and add these bytes. Do, 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 do. Now run. The original prompt uh, it was a backslash. <laughs> and the original cursor was a flashing at sign. They they, oh. they only had like 65 characters. They didn't even have the complete ASCII set. No. <laughs> it, was, right. it was no lowercase. It Wait, was, it was, was ASCII crude. a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it was. I guess it was. Uh, I was, I was thinking, wait a minute. Was there an ASCII standard? It was, it was pretty crude, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of hobbyists out there that are still, you can get kits that mm -hmm. it, you won't be building this, you know, bigger green PCB. You'll be building something much smaller. Uh, you can even emulate the Apple one on a Commodore 64, which I thought was really intriguing. I mean, I've been going through this crazy YouTube thread of all these old Apple oh, yeah. One videos this last week. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you can pull it up. I just texted you uh, the picture. It is the, you can see the edge of the, um, I was taking a picture more of the signature and then, but you can see it's the top of the wooden board. And then right, right below it, you can see the circuit board. Um, I don't know if you can show it. I can't share it. I can't, because, I can't uh, show it on my video. I can't share it because uh, I got to give Mac permissions to oh. share. So, yeah. but anyway, yeah. It's okay. A so case. it had, it had a box, but it, it wasn't a case that you think about as a case these days. It was basically a piece no. of plywood with four sides on it. No top. Yeah. So. All righty. Uh, yeah. It's going to be sold at auction. They're expecting to get mm, $200,000. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes higher because previous ones have been sold for more. Oh, I thought it's, uh, I thought the auction was over. Let's take a look. It runs through August 24th. Oh, 24th. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought what? Sorry. I said an Apple okay. one prototype sold last year for nearly 700,000. They also wow. said there was, um, what was the other thing that was going for? They were expecting to get some money out of uh, a check. There was a check for $116.97 made out to Ramlor Inc., a circuit board maker. <laughs> and experts think it was likely for the production of the first Apple One computers. Hmm. Uh, oh, the I auction see. company oh. said the check was expected to sell for about $50,000 but early bidding, bidding has already surpassed that. I'm sure. That's a wow. little piece of history. Yeah. That's Finally, awesome. in the scary news, <laughs> I think most people have seen this. Uh, yep. The Australian Space Agency has claimed they think they know what the uh, piece of garbage is that floated up on the beach. This kind of goldish, bronzish, cylindrical thing Looked sort of like a, a beer. Like the head of a piston. Or a beer fermenter or something. <laughs> yeah. It, look, it looks like the shape of a, almost like a head of a piston. Yeah. Normally but, pistons uh, aren't much bigger. that much, but much bigger, like to the tune of eight feet or what would that be about? One and a half meters across in diameter. Mm -hmm. They said, yeah, it's probably from the Indian uh, space Research Organization for the Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle or PSLV that launched a while back. It's been in the ocean for a while. You can see there's barnacles and whatnot on it. So it's not yeah. like it just fell out of the sky last night. Uh, they said, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it because you don't know, you know, what chemicals are on it. They, uh, it was, I think it was close to shore bobbing around and these people used their ATV to haul it out of the water and then it sat on the beach and they said, chemicals. Well, it's, it's got barnacles all over it's been in the water for a long time it's you been did, out in the sun right probably it, okay it was from a solid rocket booster and if there's any rocket fuel still in there could be toxic oh in there yes i was thinking on the surface i was like yeah i don't think it'd be a big deal but oh okay they're not 100 percent certain though they said we've concluded that the object located on the beach near jurian bay in western australia is most likely debris from most likely being the operative word Debris from an expended third stage of the polar satellite launch vehicle. And, and then I just email them a picture and say, hey, do you recognize this? Well, there's there's other thoughts that it could be uh, 
parts from the missing Boeing, Boeing 777 from flight MH370. Was that back in 2014? Oh, the, mi- the missing plane? Not likely. I'm sure the Boeing people would have gone, hey, that's a fuel tank for whatever. It doesn't. Well, that's look- what I'm saying. Why don't you just email the, what'd you say, the, uh, with the, uh, the de- Indian? Right. Indian, they should know Indian what rocket? parts they've got. Yeah. Just say, hey, does this look familiar? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's they're probably confirming, which is I don't know why the media jumped all over this and went, hey, they said they think they know what it is. <laughs> Make but an announcement no... when you know what it is, not when you think you know what it is. You know what? I've seen I have a feeling that, you know, as I'm reading some of these articles, not just this one, but a lot of them, they go, oh, we found uh, this out. And you go look at it. And it's really a, almost a, not nonsense, but some thoughts are strung together. I'm like. I think AI, AI. is writing a lot of these <laughs> stories, even though there's a name on the byline. It's not I the go, article, though. It's the trigger was the Australian Space Agency said, we think we know what it is. So yeah. they would have had to make that announcement. And then the article comes out. So it's like, why it's, did you make a premature announcement? Yeah. I get that at work a lot. Um, you know, I go, yeah, you know, the. Uh, we're thinking maybe in the next, uh, probably in the next week. And then this, it's like, uh, that's golden all of a sudden. That's the, that's the, we're thinking that's this very we're... large woman may be pregnant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if she's not, someone's going to be in trouble. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the Hex and Strange stories, which I think is that button. Now, the title of this felt a little clickbaity automatic transfer switch oh. keeps internet online it's like not i know like the not, internet not the internet yeah their internet yeah if, if the if that light stops blinking you know yeah the world will go into chaos yeah the two the two uh underwater sea cables come into this and <laughs> the two from both one from the atlantic and one from the pacific no yeah. what this is is it's an automatic transfer switch with a relay inside and the gentleman who made this made it because similar commercial products were actually inferior and more expensive. He said, I can make that. It's just yeah. a, it's just a simple relay with a UPS plugged into one side and my general power plugged into the other and out the opposite end comes the power that powers the rest of the house. Yeah. So it was, it, it's an interesting article and I had fun reading through the comments uh, about, well, why don't you just do this? Well, that's all great until, you know, you plug in something that's not expecting 300 volts DC and why didn't you just build <laughs> one of these? So yeah. a lot of, a lot of really smart people out there with suggestions, but it, oh, yeah. it was, it was specifically for this purpose of, Hey, I'm working in an area that's got lots of rolling brownout or blackouts, uh, you know, or storms or whatever. And I, it, it, sometimes it's even medical devices. So one guy in the comments said, Hey, this would be really good for, uh, you know, this machine that I have to have running all the time. And when the power goes out, even for a little bit, it goes into a reset state. And I, you know how annoying it is when your computer goes down and then you got to wait yeah. for it to boot up and all the apps to start and all the background apps or, to start. Yeah. Or what if you're, I, I've had this happen sort of with my computer at home. It's like, uh, Oh, the power's out. Uh, I forgot to set the bias to for it to automatically boot on power on. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yes, yeah, so I can get back to it anyway. So yeah, I know, I know the feeling. So it's, it's more than just plugging all your equipment into a UPS and then plugging that into the wall, which mm-hmm. is fine for most of us. This guy said, no, I can't have the cable modem and my computer and whatnot going out. I'm going to hook it up this way. So I thought he, I think he's got a full scale generator out back, but I'm not sure what triggers that to turn on and how it turns on fast enough. They didn't really clarify that in the article. Right. So thought it was neat that he kind of made his own bypass switch. It is actually that's why I put it in here. I thought it was interesting to see. I did. I did think the title looked funny because as soon as you look at the picture, you go, "Huh?" That <laughs> like, keeps the whole is... internet online. This little plastic box yeah. that looks like hey. your typical square utility box where you plug in multiple Romex wires. Yeah, in uh, in Oklahoma, this is where this sits, and the the cable comes from the west coast, and one comes from the east coast. <laughs> and he keeps the that that man is in charge of the whole internet. <laughs> no, that's right. No, that's not the way it works, Waldo. No. 
Okay, quick shout out to the chat room. Looks like we got Mike. Mike's hanging out with us tonight. Thank you very much. And uh, somebody else was in there, but they're not making any comments. So shout out to you if you're around on Wednesday nights. No, not Wednesday, Sunday night. Gosh, when's the last time we did a Wednesday night show? 2007? <laughs> uh, it's been a long time ago. Can we really look it up? Sunday totally night. Sun, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 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 Yeah. Okay, that's when we do our show, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Facebook and YouTube, we'd love to see you there. Just go to our page, chuckchat.com slash technorama, and you'll find us. Everything's cool there. Quick thanks to our patrons, though. We got to thank them. They are the ones who keep us going, and... As of yesterday, we got our paycheck for July. Thank you. Thank you very much to everybody. You just keep us chugging along because we've got StreamYard and domain registration and whatnot to pay for. And we appreciate it very, very much. And as a thank you, we thank you on the air. We thank you by sending you a postcard, which we will both be signing when we get to DragonCon. That's right. Some of you even get t-shirts if you elevate to that level. We're coming up with creative names for these levels. So if you've got ideas, let us know. We're, we're just throwing some, something more than just bronze, silver, gold, plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go through the uh, the whole um, periodic table. Unobtainium. Right. Maybe that's what we should charge for the $1,000 a month people. They would uh. Anyway, let's get on with it. Alexis Duran, thank you very much. Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC. Thank you, Dandy Man Coyer and Dean Jensen. Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros, John Clifford, John Noble, Yorga Schrowen, Crazy Joy Adventures. Thank you to Kyle Nishioka, Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Brad Miller, Mike Will, Saturday Morning Media. Here we go. <gasps> Stephen Weshy, Steve Cody, Steve Therian, Steve Webb, Steve London, and Tim Cook. Thank you, everybody, for keeping this show going. They also get a special Patreon show, in which Craig and I kick back. Less production in the, than this. We're just having another nerd discussion on a very particular topic and see where that topic leads us. You can join the family at patreon.com slash podcast, We'd love to shout your name out on every show going forward for as little as a dollar a show. Which reminds it's me, right there's the no screen. show next week because, oh, Chuck and family have a family vacation coming up. So All right. no episode. We won't be recording on the, let's see, it's the 6th plus 7, the 13th. Now I'm questioning my math. That's not good. Say, if you get back in time, I don't know what good. you're flight schedule looks like uh well that would be on the 19th when we get back so maybe we'll be recording on the 20th not sure yet yeah. but thank That's you very much everybody i think the song is just about over but we're just gonna kill it right here bye okay there thank you everybody for that and now we get on to the part where craig and i let me check the time real quick oh we're doing fine we're doing fine where craig and i talk about what we've been watching or listening to or reading lately. So let me hit the right button there. Why don't you go first, my friend? Okay. Um, actually, I got the wrong name, title in here. 1917. I, I, 1979. I watched 1917, which has been out for a little while now. It's on Showtime. And uh, it's something I've been meaning to watch. And I just happened to see it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And it takes place, obviously, during World War I. And they're trying to uh, call off a an assault because the Germans have been planning on it and making it look like they've been retreating, but they're not. And so they sent a couple of guys across enemy lines to deliver a message to say, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Was this uh, the one with the very long bridge? The 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 movie that had the very long bridge and they were, they were kind of shooting at each other across the bridge? No. no okay, I'm thinking like something else. But Oh, no, this is the one where the guy is running and running and running and running and running and running and running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the one. whole thing is uh, shot as almost like a uh, a one shot where they the camera yep. follows him the whole time. Yes. And they do a good job. And there's a few times when 
I know they go like into a dark tunnel or you're walking into tunnel, And I imagine there's, there's probably a couple of places where they reset, but the whole thing is shot like that. And I thought it was really good. The, it looked believable. I was kind of into what was going on. I was like, come on, get there, get, get to the captain, you know? Um, so I was really pulling, pulling for him out. So I was invested in it. It was a good movie. I was getting that mixed up with another one, All Quiet on the Western Front, which was also oh, yeah. I saw recently in the last, yeah. well, months ago by now. Okay. Uh, Donna and I are watching Good Omens 2. It's season two of Good Omens with David Tennant. Yeah, that's on my list as well. That is a fun I mean, that show. I want to see. That, I want to that see. is a fun show. The premise is an angel and a demon. I, I wouldn't call them friends. I'd call them more like <laughs> not mutually exclusive. It's about a demon who does some good deeds once in a while and an angel who has to do some bad deeds, like lie to the other angels. <laughs> yeah. So season two gets them in a whole new predicament. They are, they really have, we're not done with it yet, but they're, they've wound the story threads. So I, I'm scratching my head going, how are they going to pull this together? They are all over the map here. Uh, yeah. It, bouncing back in time going to a current situation go it's like wow okay uh something's going on but they keep jumping away from the main thread of gabriel i'm just going to leave it at that mm -hmm. and uh i'm curious <laughs> to see how this turns out so we're having a lot of fun with that show we're almost done but i won't ruin it when we get to the end yeah that's on my list as well i um i enjoyed the first one yes first season amazon so. prime yeah um, all right. So the next one on my list was Super Mario Brothers, which I was surprised that was already on Peacock. So uh, I watched that and it that was a that was a really fun movie. There were so many Nintendo references that uh, to things that either I'd forgotten or didn't think that I knew. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get that. And of course, I'm watching it and Harrison's, you know, even picking up on even more stuff. Hmm. So that was really good. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of Luigi action, not just um, Mario. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was worth seeing. So I would say if you like uh, Super Mario Brothers at all, you know, go see it. Oh, there was some stuff from the video game, you know, the stand-up arcade mm -hmm. when they had some of the pipes and they were looking at it. I was like, I'm, I so see the video game and some of those spots. And then, of course, go on further and they talk about, you know, there's Nintendo stuff and all, all over the place. So it was a lot of fun. My next one is Futurama. The new yep. season is finally out. The first episode, we may have mentioned this already. The first episode kind of makes fun of themselves. Like, I think yeah. it makes sense to cancel a show every 10 years just to, you know, flush things out. Like, and, and, then, and then or cancel a show for no reason, then bring it back 10 years later. Yeah, it, it's really deceptive because when they open up the show, you know, they kind of get that banner that says Futurama. Well, there's an yeah. H there that goes spinning around and I get so distracted that by that that I miss the little key phrase that's on oh. it every time. I'm like, stop yeah. tricking my eyes away. It's like a magician, you know. Watch over here while I do this thing over there. You know, you know what? When um when I was recording <clears throat> back in a long time ago, when I was recording Futurama on my TiVo, and I mm -hmm. would go back and watch it on the TiVo, it would come up dun, 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 and they show the title. I never could catch the very end because the time bar was always over ah! it. So I, I missed like probably more than half of what was originally shown. I only saw them during uh, Hulu. You yeah. Does they put up it. a little phrase under there? It's like, it's better in person. Kind of like the titles of our show. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that there's any direct second, relation. What did it say? The, uh, the first one, it said Avenged. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. If you liked yeah. Futurama before, you'll still like it. They They're even making severe callbacks to their themselves like mm -hmm. from 2003 when kiff and amy you know kiff got pregnant and released the tadpoles they oh, said yeah. in that yeah. show oh we'll be back in about 20 years or so they'll be ready to emerge yeah. they did it's a 20 years and... it's 20 years they worked that into the storyline <laughs> yeah that is pretty funny i did see that yeah it's great um the next one uh harrison and i went to see the teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. New Chess was uh, talking about that. Yeah. Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, we saw that today. That was really good. Uh, it was a lot of speaking. If if I say a movie is really fun, it was fun to watch this movie. 
there were a lot of a lot of jokes, not just in jokes, turtle stuff. Uh, they made a lot of references to all kinds of things, and it was it was a lot of fun to watch. I liked the animation. The animation was different from you know your normal two dimensional stuff. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, you know, did you see Spider Man across uh across the multiverse? Is that the one uh, with Doctor Strange? The recent one. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the real. It's the animated one they have oh, recently. No, I don't think I saw that one. Well, the animation was so different from everything that's been coming out. It was like, wow, this is really interesting to see. Same thing with this. It looked like a lot of it was hand-drawn almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it wasn't. It was done, I'm sure, done with computers. But a lot of stuff, uh, background elements, like they were drawn with, uh, drawn in. And it was really, really cool to see. Um, the story had a lot of heart. It took some of the characters a little in a little different ways than they normally have been. And which is fine. That's totally fine with me. I don't need to see the, the same thing every time. So uh, as long as they're true to the characters uh, previously, and they were, so it was a lot of fun. Great movie. I had a good time with that. Fun stuff. Oh, All right. And there is an after credit scene. Don't leave. So we, we were sitting in the theater, Harrison yeah. and I, and, and of course everybody gets up and leaves. Well, there was a family in front of us and, uh, some other people I went, I said, don't wonder if this has an end credits thing. And I looked it up real quick on the phone mm-hmm. and sure enough, it did. I was like, okay, we're sitting right here. Everybody left. I was like, oh, you just missed a really cool. Sucks to be uh, you. Yeah, it was a little tease for the next Didn't one. Marvel teach you people anything? I know. I know. Yeah. All right. My final oh. one is uh, not quite as fun. It's a <laughs> documentary from the seventies. Now you get this. It was mm-hmm. made like 1975. Oh, really? About, okay. It's called Hitler, A Career. And it goes through... The feel-good feel movie of the summer. Of, of 1975, <laughs> along with Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it was a good comprehensive documentary. A bit long. I think it was like two hours or just over two hours. Uh, so right. I, I did it in two sittings. I watched the first one right up until the point where he became uh, appointed the Fuhrer when the 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 previous chancellor whatever it was uh von hindenburg passed away we talked about that on last week's uh on this day in history and no i think i mentioned it it wasn't in the history oh, thing but yeah. it was it was part of that and that's what prompted me it's like hey that's kind of timely that netflix would have that up there so i started watching it uh yeah Good way. Of course, you know we all know how the war turned out, right? And and the, the, the bad, alert: the bad things he did. Uh, it, it, but it was it was interesting to see his his struggle, his his campaign, his propaganda, all this stuff kind of rolled into one story, rather than let's take a look inside of this or what. It, it was it was strung together. And even though this documentary is forty seven years old, forty eight years old still holds up really well. In fact, it's it's actually closer to the events that happened uh, in the 20s and 30s and, and even into the 40s than it is to today. So it's uh, I, it was worth it. I, I think it was, yeah, it, it might've been a little colored of the times. There, there's some uh-huh. words in there that I'm like, I, that sounds like what somebody would say in the 70s. But, <laughs> um, right. But overall, it was it was a good documentary. If you like World War II stuff, Check out Hitler, a career. You got one right. more? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I didn't watch, I wasn't watching the whole thing, but um, speaking of documentaries on uh, Netflix, uh, Harrison was starting to watch the one about cults and mm-hmm. it looked kind of interesting. They were talking about some of the different cults and. Was that like how um, to be a cult leader or something? It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were kind of laughing about a couple of things. Uh, but that they said, but I was like, yeah, that's obvious, you know, kind of, <laughs> um, but they were talking about, uh, I mentioned, or they mentioned, um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Um, oh no. Hey dude. He's, Jim he's, Jones. Uh, no, keep going. Uh, the guy from the heaven's gate cult. No. Um, when give me a time frame. Helter Skelter. Uh, oh, Charles Manson. Yes, thank you. I was just oh talking God, about him Charles. earlier today. Yeah, Charles Manson. And they were talking about how he started off as a pimp. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And 
the all they could do was he had two ladies working for him and they were doing certain things in the front seats of cars for a couple of bucks. I was like, they said he was like the worst pimp ever. A couple of bucks. <laughs> You're not doing it right. <laughs> In today's money, that's like $8. I don't know. Ooh. But yeah, it was stuff like that. I was like, you got a line what? around I've the block. Heard... <laughs> yeah, I've never heard about that. Yeah. All of a sudden he's making money because a uh, $2, whatever. Anyway. Uh, so today what, I started what, watching. What show did you really watch? What's your last show? Now that we got yeah. that out of the way. Right. All right, so I did catch on Pluto TV. I've been um, watching a lot of Star Trek lately. Uh, just off Pluto TV, go on the Star Trek channel, and mm-hmm. you know I like it because it's kind of not random, but they you kind of get dropped into a, an episode, and you know didn't have to choose or anything; just is there. Um, but today I noticed that they they must have played this in a couple times because I didn't see the whole thing, but I certainly saw it at two different times, uh, which they should have they must have been playing it over. It's a series. A couple times. The, you know, the center seat. I'm just saying I saw. It seemed like it wasn't. Um, it's like I watched some of it and then all of a sudden it was about the same spot again. Um, anyway, so I was watching the center seat. It's about Star Trek and about the history of uh, the series. And they talk about everything from the animated. I watched a bit about the animated series mm-hmm. today, which there were some interesting tidbits in there. I didn't know. Uh, things like that. And then, of course, if they. I touched on Nichelle and uh, Leonard and stuff like that. And they, um, and they talked about, um, Oh, they led into discovery. Cause I was wondering how far along, how, how recent the center seat was. It's the show. sort of fairly, but you know, not, not strange new worlds recent. No, no, no. But they did uh, show Pike on in discovery. So that wasn't that far away, but uh, you know, it's been a few years now. Anyway, it was good, and if you get a chance to check that out, it's well worth it. The whole thing is available on Amazon Prime as well. That's where I saw it. Is it? Yep. Okay, I'll have to go check that out then. Yep. All right, that takes care of Pass Me the Remote. We got one thing in the media corner real quick. Welcome to Blockhead Video. Hey, where can I find some good information about music and TV and videos and things? Over here in the media corner. Let's go through this on screen as well. I'm Spock. (laughs) Yeah. Long face Spock. So according to Goodreads and the fantasyreviews.com, these are a list of the 10 best Star Trek books according to Goodreads. The first one is Imzadi by Peter David. I remember, I think I had that on audiobook at least 30 years ago. (laughs) It was was, was a while ago. I remember listening to that quite something maybe it was a paper no i'm pretty sure it was audio uh well i've saw the i've seen the book around everywhere so they must have printed a million copies of it yeah yeah there's yeah. also uhura song so some of these are tos some of them are tng there's even a couple that are uh yeah. ds9 so uhura song uh we've got spock's world you've got star trek the yesterday saga which is another tos one you got the Vulcan Academy Murders, TOS. That sounds intriguing. That sounds like it's right. Hang on. Hang on. Is that in our list on the back cover of some of these other crappy ones we've been reading? I'll have to look. It's, I was just thinking, it sounds like a title of a Perot book or something. Uh, uh, Ishmael is in here. That one's coming up. So some of these are by the same publisher. these little pocket uh, pocket published ones. Hey, it's like, uh, hold on. Uh, would you say was the uh oh yeah the Vulcan Academy Murders yeah starring Her- Hercule Poirot Her- Hercule <laughs> how much for just the planet I love the title of this one it's got Kirk in a tux with a bow tie and a Klingon <laughs> the cover on that one sold me already and yeah. what looks like could possibly be Harry Mud in tails and green pants which is interesting. Uh, Gods of Night has a nice picture of Esri Dax. Uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek Destiny is what it says on the cover. Book one, Gods of Night. So this must be a series. Ooh. There's Star Trek Ishmael that I just mentioned from the same pocket publisher. See if you can find that at the used bookstore. If it's on the Goodreads <laughs> list, you might have to pay $3 instead of 2 Ooh, yeah, maybe. By Barbara right, Hamley. For it. 
Enterprise, the first adventure. Hmm, see if they mention Captain Archer. Let's, I just have to yeah. read the blurb. Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, and Dr. McCoy, and the rest of the crew of the Enterprise embark on their first mission together. Okay, hmm. so clearly it's not the NX-01. And then oh, we, yeah. ha- we have Mere Mortals <clears throat> from the Destiny series. This is book two. I guess book one didn't cut it, but two came back with a punch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a TNG, or at least Picard's on the cover in his you know, plain face stare. That rounds out the 10 that they gave us on Goodreads. Yeah. So a lot of fun if you're interested in picking up a Star Trek book. Kind of continues our I theme. Like, actually, earlier. I like reading some of these stories because it's, you know, it's more stories about the characters you care about. Uh, yeah. It's not, obviously... not always canon, though. No, and I don't think it has to be. Just, yep. you know, just something to entertain. But yeah, sure. Last one is fun, although I could not find where <laughs> to purchase these. these I know. I I looked high and low, and these are miniature rings of the old classic Casio watches. Not a watch, but a, a ring size watch. Now they're a little <laughs> big. It's more like a Super Bowl ring on some people's hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Let's see if I can find the one where. There we go. There's the picture with all of them. They've got analog. They got digital. They got the little calculator one. Now, if you thought yes. the calculator was tough to hit when it was full size on your wrist, oh, you'd have it, to like pull your little. S pin out of your phone and hit the button. At which point I would just use the calculator on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that there's other than the novelty of going, Hey, what time is it? And looking at your finger. Uh, yeah. Okay. You have to look at it sideways. I got to ask you if you could pick one of these, I believe there's five different models. This is over at designboom.com. If you could pick yeah. one, which one would you get? Well, uh, all right. So the calculator watch is, appealing to me however i think probably the one the uh the black casio on the left on the right excuse the me the classic yeah the classic right there the classic the, the one. gold one yeah, yeah. i i yeah because yeah, it's, it's, it's a to toss-up re- between that one and the other black one that's got a few more gadgets and gizmos on it like uh i don't know if that's phase of the moon or a compass or what but it's got extra it's dials but yeah, just I think for that one's a compass, isn't it? Ease of readability. You either have to go analog or the classic digital is a fun one. Yeah. Here, we'll zoom in on that one. It's crazy. I thought it'd be easier to read. That's why I was like, oh, I'll probably go for that that one. Yep. Now, what's on this one? We got the time. We got, I have no idea what these other two are. What time zone you're in? There's a, like a little world map. My gosh, that's tiny. It can't be bigger than four millimeters from end to end on the on the map, whatever it is. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'd have to look at that one. Thanks for throwing that one in. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought so too. Yep. Which concludes us as we are running right up against the top of the hour. Perfect. Ooh. Yeah. Concludes us with our question of the week for next week. If you had to pick one dream job from any fictional universe, what would it be? Hmm. What do they always send the Star Trek people down? Clean out the plasma injector? Clean out the... They'd, they'd <laughs> In the like, holodeck? No, they always had to like go down to the lower decks and clean out the, the plasma vents or something. It was, it, was oh. it looked like sludge mucking or something. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was it sounded like a nasty job as punishment for something. Nah, yeah. that, don't pick that one. Dream no. job from any fictional universe. Any fictional universe. Could be sci-fi. Could be fantasy. Could be well, horror. I... When when I thought about this, my first thought was George Jetson getting out of his car in the brief with the briefcase. <laughs> I don't know, you know, go work at Spacely Sprockets. I, uh, I forgot to take my sandwich <laughs> out of the car. It's now all squished yeah. up and folded. <laughs> yeah, I was anyway, having spaghettios. I just, George Jetson's job came to mind. I don't know what did he just do. Sat around and punched buttons. How about Homer's job? He didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, Except maybe right. have chair races around the office. What was George Jetson's job? Uh, he was a programmer or an operator or something. A digital index operator. Of course. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> put that on your next business card. I should put, his job I should put that digital. on my popple card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people go, hey, hey, digital index. I thought you were a developer advocate. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, they're the same thing. All right. That takes us to the end. Thank you very much, Craig, for all the stuff you found for us. Sure. 
Absolutely. Let's make sure people know how to get in touch with us if they've got feedback or if they want to leave a comment. Call the listener line, 707-530-2428. I said it's slow enough. You can write it down or you can read it off the screen if you're watching at home. Technorama at Chuck Chat. Technorama at ChuckChat.com is the email address you want to write. Must be getting late in the day. My lips yeah. stopped working. Or you it can must just... be time for de- uh, Dragon Con. So. Yeah, because it's time to do something stupid that requires no brain cells, apparently. Yeah. Search for Technorama Podcast on the internet. You'll find us. And if you are going to Dragon Con, we look forward to seeing you there. We've got our Technorama Comedy Forecast and Friends on Saturday night. We got a couple karaoke sessions. We got our Star Trek panel. We got the parade. We got a whole bunch of other stuff. Look forward to seeing you. Until then, give us a binary high five, Craig. All right, one zero one.